Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. Tonight is March 3rd, 2016. I'm Cherry Garcia. I thank you so much for joining us for... Mike and the Mike with our host, Mike Albright, the number one Survivor uh, fan in the entire world. He's met 431 Survivor alumni, and he's still going strong. And tonight, his special guest is Dan Foley from Survivor Worlds Apart. And I can't wait to hear some of Dan's opinions tonight. But let me remind everyone that while Mike and Dan will be recapping Survivor Korong, We'll always encourage fans to call in with your opinions or questions as well. And you can do that by dialing 1-347-237-5506. Just remember to press the number one key on your phone once you're on our switchboard so we know that you're ready to join us on air. Okay, let's get ready for a great show. We're going to bring up our host right now, so here we go. Superfan, Big Mike. Big Mike, you're up. Hey, Mike, how are you tonight? I'm pretty good. Uh, how, how was your week, Sherry? Oh, I'm trying to get better, trying to get over a terrible cold, but I'm starting to turn the corner, I think, just in time for good weather. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it snowed here today, but I also was feeling under the weather. I did take a lot of vitamin C uh past couple of days. Today I didn't. I was taking... Um, I don't know, some kind of supplement from our bookstore at work where you just dump it in, and I 
did two double doses, so I've did a lot of vitamin C, and hopefully that'll hopefully that'll help. Uh, it's hard to walk when the weather's bad here, and it's still bad, but just trying to get that in and you know keeping that exercise up. So, but I'm glad you're feeling better. So. I hope I don't do another. I thought I was feeling better a few days ago when I did a U-turn and wound up right back where I was. So I hope that now that I feel like I'm turning the corner again, I don't wind up where I was again. So Mm -hmm. this is the the turn of the corner that gets me out of it, and I stay out of it. And I, I really want to get better because our weather is about to get really nice and turn into like 60s and 70s and I've been waiting for that for so long I want to be done with winter I'm ready for spring and it's right here around the corner our weekend is supposed to be really nice it's a little cold here today but tomorrow it's supposed to start warming up and our weekend is supposed to be beautiful and most of ne- next week is supposed to be nice. We're supposed to have a little bit of, you know, rain periodically, but um, the weekend is supposed to be beautiful. The next week, a little, you know, rain each day, but just mm-hmm. sporadically, not all day showers, you know. And I'm just thrilled that the 60s and 70s are here and, it's, you know, the coats are going to be put away for a little while and I want to be able to enjoy it. <laughs> I just want to be able to get out of the house and enjoy some nice weather. So it's it's really nice when the uh, crap will leave me alone. Yeah, the snow. I mean, I've been I've been dedicated to, to doing what I've been doing, so I'll, I'll walk and whatever. But it is a whole lot easier to walk around when you're not wearing like four layers and gloves and a hat and a hood and a scarf and a buff around your face. Uh, when it's about 60, 70 degrees and you're wearing shorts and a T-shirt, it's sure the hell is a lot easier to walk three or four miles. It's hard to walk a mile when you're in a blizzard, so I feel your pain. And oh, I think our weather sure. patterns here are pretty are pretty similar because, um, yeah, it's it's been crappy here in Ohio. It, the, the temperature fluctuations are insane. We went, I went tubing last Saturday with some cool friends and then a couple of days before it was like 60 degrees. And even that day, I think it got to like, you know, the mid fifties and luckily we were able to tube. It's just, it's just crazy. The weather uh, climate change is real people. So I <laughs> watch out and stay, uh, stay healthy, eat your vitamin C or consume vitamin C. I don't have to necessarily eat it, but uh, yeah. And then we had an amazing survivor episode too. Uh, it was for a third episode in the 32nd season of a show, I just couldn't believe how exciting this was. I just rewatched the show to go back from my notes from last night. And so much activity and so many great quotes and so much karma. And, you know, I all the characters, I believe, I don't know if they all got confessionals necessarily, but every single person feels like they're developed. And I think, you know, in recent Survivor, we just haven't had all these players with as much development, we know who they are and we've got opinions on them. And a lot of that's, you know, constructed by editing as Trish talked about when she was on, but I know I definitely have some opinions on some people and, uh, well, everything that happened, everything that happened 
which we're going to recap with uh, our amazing guest, Dan, pretty much everything that happened I liked. Even somebody like on the Beauty Tribe, Nick, who was just acting like a creepy robot, I think he's a funny character to watch because, I, I, you know, when he finally goes whenever that happens, I'm not going to really be that upset, but he's just so... He has so much arrogance. I just he's fun to watch because I think he's aware of it too. I don't think I think there's part of it that's sincere and part of it's just he he likes to be like that for TV. I I I really really enjoyed the episode. So what did you uh? I guess I don't want to do the full recap and Dan's not going to be in until you know seven thirty to make his schedule a little. I would yeah. just say though that the Survivor editors have to be some of the most masterful editors on the planet. Mm-hmm. For sure. I will say that. I mean, I won't go into details. You know, we'll hold off the recap and everything, but the editors on Survivor are just masterful. They oh, yeah. They can take us in, in three short episodes to knowing who these people are, you know, and there's so many of them. That's hard to do with so many characters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and I haven't seen this forever. This much development. This feels like vintage Survivor, and and it's so weird because I just don't feel like this has been the case. And I don't even know. Like I don't have a cutoff line where I'm thinking like, oh yeah, definitely at this season they they stop doing whatever. But it, this feels like. You know, it's it's definitely produced and just and given to us in a different way. There's less about survival and stuff, but this feels like pre All Stars, even just the camp life and the personalities. Um, it seems like what well, we got a little bit with uh, Worlds Apart for the first you know bit of it. There was just so much, you know, the tension and the way things break down. And it's interesting. One person can be super annoying to somebody on TV, but those people, the people like him and unite with him. It was just interesting, the, the breakdown on, say, something like the the Brains Tribe, where there's all these factions, and who's going to be in which faction, and who assumes they're going to control, you know, which group, and all that. And then you get something like the Braun Tribe, who've had to go to, they're the only ones that had to go to tribal council, They so they've had to start eliminating people, so it's harder to hide in your tribe of four people. And then you've got the Bronze Tribe, or sorry, the Beauty Tribe, who um, seems like they're all on a unified front against one person, which is which is cool because the person that I think is entertaining, but that I wouldn't mind if they left. So it's just great. The editing is great. The the air the locations, you know. It's it's all right. I, I don't think it's phenomenal. I I think I think I noticed it a little bit more last season. I guess it's weird because this was the first season of shooting Cambodia, but it's the second one we're seeing. So it's nothing like oh look that's really cool. Or, and one thing I also noticed that is interesting is I haven't really seen a lot of you know like animal imagery this season where they you know show different things in the wood. I mean they've been showing the chickens and ties struggle with. Uh, if they are, if they're going to kill a chicken or not, but have you noticed? I don't, I don't recall any major like animal analogies where they show like they show like some animal from Cambodia and then they show the cast members. I, I haven't seen that. Have you seen any of that? Oh, that prickly thing last night was incredible. Yeah, that. I guess that's. I didn't think of that. So I was afraid I was going to have nightmares about that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that thing was just, you know, it was walking, like, I guess you'd call it crawling, walking. It just looked like a porcupine without a body. It was like just sticks. I don't know how to describe it, but it was creepy looking. I have missed that thing. Is that that weird animal from last season? I I I need. I've watched twice, and I didn't catch that. So I guess I gotta. I gotta you go didn't back. See and, that? Oh my gosh! I remember the weird animal it. from. I remember some weird animal. From, I think it was that weird Nicaraguan animal. I guess I, I'm going to be playing it while we do the recap. Maybe I'll. Uh, like oceanic life. It was a. I don't know. Some sort of. Thing. Wow. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about, right? It was over when they were talking to the, was it, oh, I can't remember which tribe it was. I know what you're talking about, the sea urchin. Okay, I remember the sea urchin. I thought you were talking about that weird porcupine skunk badger thing they kept showing either last season or the season before. I know what you're talking about, that weird deer. I I recall that now, yeah. Okay, yeah, Yeah. we're on the same page. (laughs) Wow. It didn't even look like it had a body. It just looked like sticks standing there, and then all of a sudden it started walking, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, my gosh, that thing's alive. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that was. I guess that was the only animal that we. I don't really think they're if they're connected to anybody because the animal imagery is a big deal on Survivor. I think they were just kind of showing it. I got to. I got to. Yeah, I don't think they connected to anybody. But I know we've got Dan in like fifteen. So I'm just trying to think of other things that aren't necessarily a specific recap. One thing to talk about before before he gets in is. He's in Maine currently, and this time next week I'll be in Maine, and I believe if his schedule works out, it'll hopefully be uh, Matt Bischoff from Survivor Caramoan, who actually played in the Durham Warrior Survivor Challenge the second year. So he's signing the papers for his new house tonight, so he won't be able to call in. Wow. Um, and I also, time. And it's cool to have an, an interesting uh, bond and connection with the cast because I, I told Matt and his wife, Tessa, you know, I'm looking for new and unique ways to, uh, you know, stay fit. And they're only about an hour, a little over an hour away, depending on how fast I drive. And I said, hey, if you need any help moving your stuff, you know, just let me know. And she was, really, you know, really happy to do it. And, you know, I've been to their house. They didn't have too much crazy stuff. Uh, the kids have a lot of Legos, so I might be moving – box after box of that but yeah it was uh so that was interesting and so hopefully we can confirm if he's not in next week he'll probably be in the week after that and we'll just you know link up some other people but it's gonna be fun we're we're going out there and doing uh some dream team work and testing some of the challenges from the past you know doing some repainting and all that and i i hope the weather gets better in maine it's supposed to get warmer here in ohio i just don't want to go up to maine and the weather's even crazier. That'll that'll be kind of intense, but <laughs> but it'll be intense. I n t n s e. But we'll be staying in uh, Bob's yurts, those uh, Mongolian, those super tents. I don't know if you've seen any pictures of those, but 
It's what yeah, those people those say when they really cool. Everything's cool know, except for the the showering component. If the weather's really crazy, I don't know how that works, but I'm I'm not sure. But I mean, I I know how the shower will work. It so maybe we can sweet talk them into using the the house shower. That'll be I don't know. <laughs> if it's 20 degrees, yeah, I don't want to be standing outside. Just, just, you know, do some sprucing up and, and there's not like a, the entire event going on, you can probably do that. If the entire event was going on, it might be harder, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, that would be crazy. And we've got hundreds and over 100 people running around. So even with the semi-privacy, it's not something where you just want to be, you know, out in the open. But, I looked up those yurts and they look really cool. Um, I when we did had him on the show, I actually put pictures of them on our flip pics for the show, so people could see yeah. what they look like because they were really really interesting. Yeah, I just some people may not know what a yurt is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, aside from the little trouble with running water, it's they're comfortable. They're, they're, they were, it was, you know, we were there in August, so, you know, staying warm wasn't a factor. Staying too warm was a factor. But, uh, yeah, it was fun, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, and I, I'm looking forward to flying again because this is the first, you know, I've lost another you know, almost 35 pounds since the finale, so... You know, flying and getting around will be easier. So it should just be just a lot more fun and, you know, being out in the environment for five days. You know, I'm not going to be, like, sleeping outside, but it's just going to be nice to be away from my office, away from the grind here, and just be hanging out with Bob Crowley from Survivor Gabon and his cool family and a couple friends and just getting ready for the event. So we'll be talking a lot about the event and, and survivors. So, you know, having an episode right before I get there, we'll have all kinds of things to talk about. But uh, I guess without recapping, have your opinions changed on any of the cast members now that we've seen three episodes of these people? Did you like, oh, yeah, I could have been like so-and-so, but now I do, or? Um... I think I'm... I'm just getting to know them a little bit more. I haven't I haven't really passed a lot of judgment on any of them yet. Um mm-hmm. still kind of waiting to get to know them a little better. Um, so I can't say that I've really changed my opinion on any of them. I'm just forming my opinions of them um, a little more. Well, I think my biggest change is I liked Caleb on Big Brother. I just didn't really like another, you know, reality star going on my favorite show. But, you know, this past episode, Caleb, you know, I liked him more and more. I, I, I just think his, you know, I, I didn't like how he talked to Ty at first, but then I, as I've seen more of their, you know, bromance and stuff, I, I think it's a genuine bond. He's protective. I know everyone was one to you know, eat the chicken, and people are, you know, cut, like Nick was giving Ty a hard time. But at the end of the day, I think they were really, really respectful, especially Caleb, about that whole process. Because as much as you're starving, 
if somebody is that passionate about their belief system and what they want to do, it was really, I, it was really nice. And he, I, he's definitely growing on me as a, as a, as a character. And, uh, and as with anything, I won't form full opinions until I meet all these people a couple of times, interact with them. But, you know, uh, my opinion on Caleb definitely went way up for sure. That's to other people, but that kind of steals the thunder from a, a recap. So it's, <laughs> it's very interesting how we're done. Yeah. And you were I pro Caleb like before. Caleb. Yeah. I'm a survivor. Now, I have to say, and I, I, I will say this um, openly, so Caleb was not one of my favorite people originally when Big Brother first started. He had some issues um, with him being extremely focused on one particular girl to where it was almost stalkerish. Mm-hmm. And it took away from his Big Brother game. And once that was over and he actually started playing Big Brother, then I liked him. But, but, you know, his original few weeks in the house, I wasn't a big fan of his. And it was a number of weeks before he broke this stalker thing with this girl. And Mm -hmm. it was really bad. Um, And I think he'll even, you know, admit to that. Um, But, you know, we all go through phases in life, and I think it was a learning situation for him. And once he he got past that, then he turned out to be a really cool guy. And he's he's just got a lot of heart, and he's just really passionate about anything he does. And he just really fell for this girl, and he was really passionate about it and took it a little too far, I think, but um, once he got out of that fog, um, he turned out to be a really good guy and played the rest of the game of Big Brother very well, and I I found out a little bit more about him late in the game, and I liked what I I found out about him. You know, he's Mm -hmm. been in the service, and he's just a a good, down-to-earth sort of country guy that really stands by what he says and and is a very passionate kind of guy. And mm-hmm. when they said he was going to be on Survivor, I thought, you know what, this might even be a better suited show for him than Big Brother was. And as it turns out, I think it is. I think I even like him better on Survivor than I did on Big Brother. For sure, I'm liking him a lot, and I the, the same kind of story arc happened to me with that super alliance of like eight people and just that infatuation with uh, with Amber, which is it was weird to watch, and I guess it happens probably more than we would think in the house. Just you know, people are away from everything else in their life, and there's only what was I don't know 16 people that season. I, I, I'm not a Big Brother super fan. I, I watch it, but I'm not. I don't watch the feeds and all that crap, so I don't know as much about that show by any means, but it was just, it was just really weird and atypical. I thought, 
you know, and, and you know, there's been all kinds of showmances and romances. Big Brother's probably got more than any other show, I would think. Oh yeah. And uh, it was just it was just Some interesting because it's been marked out. Oh yeah, there's been some real. I, is there probably as many or more marriages or tight connections on Big Brother compared to Survivor? I I don't know the data as well as I should. What Jeff and Jordan? Uh, what um, Brendan and Rachel? Rachel is there, are there yeah. any others? Um, what is it? Um, which one is it with uh, the the? Oh shoot! I feel horrible. Austin and was it Austin and Liz or Austin? They're and, broke up. They're broke up. Oh, okay. Well, you see how much I know about Big Brother. Not, not much. <laughs> but so that was interesting for sure. But yeah, I, I the recap of this is again. There's gonna be a lot of good material to talk about, and we're really. I think we're getting really close, and I, I want to. I, when Dancer, I'm going to appreciate him when he's here. But like he did on the uh, show that Tony Guest hosted, uh, he's doing this from work because Thursday is the day he works, so to you know take his lunch break or dinner break or whatever the heck it is for the I don't know what it's officially called, but to take one of his breaks and talk to a bunch of crazy Survivor fans, just knows his uh, commitment to the show. Um, you know, the Rad Reality Network, the show itself, and us and the fans. So I think that was, you know, really cool to do. I, I really appreciate that. So, But I'll tell him that, too, when he's here. So, and, you know, we don't want to steal the thunder. I'm trying to think of other people real quick. It was neat. I'm just trying to think, as we see more of these people, like, I couldn't believe how, right, this is this isn't really necessarily the recap, but how Felicia acted with Scott Pollard when they got back to camp. It was just interesting. Scott didn't even, Scott, you know, voted for Alicia just because he didn't want to, you know, go against uh, Jenny. It was just, it was just funny to see uh, her social ineptness, which ties into the recap when we talk more about some other people that were much more socially unaware and how they were coming off to people. I couldn't believe on, especially on a tribe that's the brain tribe, how that just didn't seem like something they were thinking about. It's amazing. You can see it'd be like if the brawn tribe was having trouble building their shelter just because they were not strong enough, you know, or the beauty tribe, they all looked like ugly. But for the brain tribe to <laughs> not think or, you know, overthink and underthink, it's just, it's just weird to watch. The brain tribe is broken down into three pairs, or was. Yeah. Broken down into three pairs. And the the one pair thought they had, you know, their tribe completely figured out and had everybody in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, just when you think you've got everything figured out, that's when the rug is going to get pulled out from underneath you. Yeah, and that's, yeah, right when you think you're the most comfortable and you've got everything together is right when crap's going to blow up. And even in a lower level, 
from the online game world. I've been in many, many situations where, you know, everything's lining up and, wow, this looks perfect. And then, amazingly, the other four people that you think you can just boss around all talk to each other. And lo and behold, the real target is you. So it was, uh, <laughs> luckily, if, if that person hadn't been such an asset in the challenges, uh, what the end of the show was might have mattered. And I have a great tweet that I had that kind of ties into everything. Um, but we won't really let that count it back to the end. But And I one thing I did is I, was, I live tweeted for the second episode in a row. So that was interesting and a lot more activity. I had something liked by Anna, something liked by Caleb, and old Scott Pollard, he just, you know, the most famous of them all is uh, one of the people that likes the stuff I tweet, so that's just funny and ironic to me, so. But we're right there, and there's just chock full of things. I can't wait to talk about it. We've got there's going to be some idle activity and just some huge alliances stuff that for a third episode, I just yeah, I just I haven't seen this much action and activity or tribal development for a really long time. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun one to talk about and it's going to be a jam-packed half hour. If we get a caller, it could be dicey it be really dicey if it's our pal Tony. I don't know what's going on with the phones in Louisiana, but hopefully if, if he calls in, we can get him in. Because I really I appreciated his guest hosting when I was at my bonfire in the fall, and I only got to talk to Dan briefly. So, And I haven't seen Dan since, shoot, um, August. So, yeah, all kinds of stuff to all kinds of stuff to talk about. So. I felt so bad for Tony the last few weeks. We've tried to get him on. He's got such great questions, and mm-hmm. we've tried to get him on the last couple of weeks, and his phone has just had a really terrible connection the last couple of weeks. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. But back in my first season, I had all kinds of phone trouble, so I won't <laughs> jinx myself, but... Sometimes it just things happen, and he can he can try uh, if he wants to. He can sure try to get in. But um, let me jump over to Facebook and just make sure that I got the number right for uh, our our pal Dan. He's probably getting close to being in. Let's see, three four seven two three seven five five zero six. That's right? the number. Yeah. And yep. press one. So. He's, uh, I bet he's dialing right now, maybe. We'll see. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, it's uh... It's difficult when, when you're waiting for somebody who's at work and on their lunch break. But it's very nice of him, too. Yeah, you can be, be opening your lunchbox and, and somebody talking to you or some... There's probably fixing a machine or... Who the yeah. who the hell knows what's going on? He's calling from work. We we have to be appreciative that he takes the time to call and be a guest when oh, he's yeah. at work. So yeah. So 
I'll play nice with him. Yeah. Well, for and sure, I can't even imagine it. And he said Matt is um, closing on his house tonight? Uh, yeah, I believe that's what he told me. I think he's he's uh, doing the paperwork this evening because he was, uh, he, that, he, you know, he was on the bubble, and that was kind of the bubble was that that's what was going on. So he's. You know, so he he wanted to, but the only person that can boss Matt Bischoff around was uh, the lovely Tessa Bischoff, and uh, reminded him what they were taking care of. And you know, you know, men are scatterbrained maniacs, and a good woman will communicate what what you need to do and when you need to do it, and that's a that's a big deal for sure. And it's a, <laughs> so we'll get him in here. Hopefully, the schedule fits, and. Uh, We'll go from there. So, how are you dealing with the? Uh, I know this is totally off topic, but the Rams moving isn't that one of your closer teams moving to LA? Or am I mixing um, up with? It a, was a St. Louis team, but yeah. we never. My husband and I never followed the Rams. We were never actually football people. Um, we're we followed the St. Louis Blues religiously. Yeah, but we were never football people, so we weren't we weren't affected whatsoever by them leaving. Didn't bother us one bit. <laughs> to be honest, well, there's a team that's kind of bounced around a bit too, so it's hard to. I understand the plight of a of a town if they did leave and the economic things and all that that can that can tie into that. But you know, the Rams were originally in Ohio before they. Moving out to Los Angeles, so it was one of the uh, another yeah, horrible scene. Arrived. All right, well, stop stretching. So <laughs> bring him on <laughs> in. Bring him up. Here we go. We have Mr. Dan Foley on with us. How are you, Dan? Hey, good evening. How you doing tonight? We're great. <laughs> and uh, I mentioned it before you got on the show, sir, but I, I wanted to. I passed on that you're doing this during a break at work, so we appreciated you doing that and you know taking the time to talk to the show and giving your your two cents, your two dollars and two cent opinion on episode <laughs> three of uh, Co Wrong. So uh, I guess first off, how are you doing since you did the show last when I was a guest myself? So doing great, doing really well. Uh, life got back to normal pretty quickly. Um, I still have my job at the post office. Uh, I work during days as an electrician, getting my electrical license, still own a couple of apartment buildings, still just madly, deeply, desperately in love with my wife. Um, awesome. You know, life is life is good. Life is really good, and it's always it's always nice to uh, to be invited back onto shows that are shows like yours, which are very nice, and I have a great time talking with you, uh, whether on or off the mic. Um, awesome. The well played. We'll drop the name there. I like it. Clap. Awesome. You're a true <laughs> professional. <laughs> been uh been very fortunate to have met and uh not just met but spoken with several of the members of the current cast. Uh, oh yeah. I spent time with Michelle and Anna down in New Jersey. I went down to a premiere party with them that they invited me to and uh Eddie Fox from season twenty six was there. He lives right in the mm. area. So awesome. it was very cool to meet him. 
Uh, Anna called me up just the other day, said that they're having another get-together, and they uh, they wanted me to come back. That was very that was very sweet. She's an absolute sweetheart. Uh, both her and Michelle, just absolutely just wonderful people. Um, I agree one thousand percent. Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, just well, putting the words in my a hundred and fifty-five thousand percent. Yeah, that's it. Got to talk with uh, got to talk with Kyle a few times. Kyle's Kyle's great. Um, he's uh, he's starting to get, he's starting to feel the heat. A lot of people compared him to me. Um, mm-hmm. He's starting to feel the heat of a lot of things, and he's like, bring it on. <laughs> people have nothing. Yeah. And uh, I get a big kick because uh, episode two, they were taught, he was, you know, there was that scene where he picked off some of the sunburnt flesh and it landed near the pot, not in the pot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he just made the joke. He's like, oh, we'll just feed it to Blondie. And his <laughs> phone started to blow up. It just, Twitter, Facebook, just all this hate was just being thrown at him. And he was mm-hmm. like, what the hell happened? He wasn't watching the show because he was in the hospital with his six-year-old daughter who yeah. had an abscess in her mouth. And as he sat yeah. by her bedside, being a responsible parent, all this hate just came flowing at him. So for all the people out there that truly think you know who we are from 40 mm-hmm. minutes a week, yeah, you really don't. So It's, a, it's I, amazing. As a fan, I, I, I know sometimes you fall into that, and it, it's, really, it's really hard because I have a whole different perspective from interacting with you and 430 other people, not just on my TV, but in reality. So, yeah, that is very hard to, to when people – think they know what you guys go through because we see what is it like 300 i think julian said last time when she was here it was like 300 hours to a minute of tv or some kind of equation like that so we're seeing just a very very small thing highly edited to us for a tv show so yeah 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 i mean it's it's literally amazing and uh you know people do the best they can with it but at the end of the day it's it's a source of entertainment and they're there yeah. to make sure that it stays entertaining at the expense of some of us. So Have it's uh, it doesn't change the fact that I'm still a fan. doesn't change mm-hmm. the fact that I still love the show. Um, doesn't change the fact that I'm always grateful when, when people call up and, and ask for my opinion, mm-hmm. my two cents worth. So I'm very grateful, Mike. So I really appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Um, from the pre-show, watching the tapes and all that, and now we've seen three three episodes with the folks. From what we've seen, I know it's you know the editing and whatnot. Have you has your opinion changed on anyone? Like I like so and so, and now I don't, or vice versa. Or is it have your opinions stayed somewhat constant? Or what's your take on you know the people, especially the three that have left and the fifteen that remain, and just what is your opinion? Well, I mean, so far, my opinion has changed dramatically. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you see a little clip of somebody on the Meet the meet the Individual, you know, on CBS, mm-hmm. and um, I did a fantasy draft on another podcast, and um, uh, the, and it was me, and it was on Survivor Talk with D&D, and yeah. I was, and Dwayne had asked me to be his partner, and Dave asked Kelly Wentworth, and Colton was okay. in there as well, and they chose Anna. And I said, you know, it's funny because I don't even know why I wrote this, 
But I watched Anna's video, and the only thing I wrote was, Anna sucks. That's all I wrote. <laughs> and I just wow, I yeah. didn't like her video. I really didn't. Um, you know, it yeah. wasn't anything personal against her. And then all of a sudden, I find myself being invited to the premiere party, and I'm standing in front of Anna, and she goes, oh, yeah, you're the one that thinks I suck. And I'm like, Anna, I am so, so sorry. I felt Your horrible. Suck. You're awesome, but that minute video, yeah, I don't know. I just, and I thought, and she, you know, she had said the same thing. She said, you know, she goes, you're not wrong. I didn't like that video either. She was, she was nothing but gracious and kind, and mm-hmm. she was very sweet, and uh, her, and it was. And she just laughed about it. She really did. Um, yeah. You know, cl- you know, clearly my opinion is, of her has changed dramatically. Um, I was very surprised at the, um, you know, at uh, Aubrey. I'm very oh, surprised yeah, at yeah. Aubrey. I was not expecting much from her. Um, very You know, she seemed to be very awkward. She seemed to be uh, maybe a little on the social outcast fringe of things. I thought she mm-hmm. would have a very difficult time assimilating to the Brains tribe. And, oh, uh, yeah. But it looks like her and Neil have bonded very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how things progress, but my opinion of her had definitely changed dramatically. I hear you. I liked Aubrey from the beginning, but I, I'm liking her a lot more. Yeah, um, and I Neil was always an interesting character, and I was one to see kind of the first time they went to tribal, and I couldn't believe that story arc between, uh, you know, Pete, Peter, and and Liz thinking they could control people that easily, and not think the other two pairs were gonna communicate. Well, the same thing. Their, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just the hubris is just it was so evident. Just listening. I like Pete. He's an interesting guy. Just his social awareness the, from what we've seen just seems out of there. And I thought Liz seems a phenomenal lady, too. Just, you know, when I hear perfect SAT score, though, some of that, I, I don't know how that always translates to how you're going to re- relate to people. And from what we've seen, it was a little challenging there. She related to Pete well, but... Well, I I think that they, they simply bonded on an intellectual level, but clearly... Mm-hmm. Then I was reading her exit interview today, and she said for the first few days um, she didn't connect with him at all, and it wasn't mm-hmm. until he started to open up with her a little bit she felt more of a connection with him. But mm-hmm. it's you know you hear you hear about people like that, and I mean we've all met them. I'm not just yeah. talking out my butt here. We've all met people like this who are shockingly intelligent, but yeah. they'll stand there for 20 minutes pushing on the pole door because they have no common sense. Yeah, you know, I've seen it. Okay, or the other way around, where people have all kinds of street smarts, but they couldn't pass a test to save their mm-hmm. lives. You yep. know, they've got all the common sense in the world, but no, you know, book smarts. Book smarts, and, yeah. And that's kind of what I think is going on a little bit, you know, with these people in, in general. For whatever reason, they bonded, and I don't think it was on a social level. I think there was just mm-hmm. something that they saw similar, like, Joe and Debbie may have bonded because they were older. Neil yeah. and Aubrey bonded because they're a little they're a little quirky, you know. Mm-hmm. And that just pretty much just kind of left Liz and Pete. And yeah. I think it just kind of fell that way. But the the sh- shocking level of arrogance that the uh, the yeah. two of them displayed was uh, tribal. I was a little amazed. Um, you know, some of that's probes being 
good at kind of, you know, getting people to say things they probably shouldn't, but I couldn't believe some of the stuff Pete just said in front of everybody. Like, you got five other people that could vote for you right now, and you're just being a pompous ass, I thought. So it that's just, that is definitely the way it was shown. That was definitely yeah. the way that they handed it. And it's like it was it was very reminiscent of last week's episode where it's like there is too much verbal vomit going on. You need to shut yeah. up. Shut yeah. your mouth. Dear yeah. God, shut up already. But um Mike, I, I just wanted to let you know before um when you're ready to take calls, Chad Kincaid is on the switchboard. Oh cool, yeah, we could um there's a limited time, but if yeah, if Chad's got a you know a question or um, an opinion, I think that'd be fine to get that in. We really haven't done a full recap. We're just kind of you know bouncing around. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, Chad. Whenever you're ready, welcome. let me know. Chad Kincaid, come on down. You're the next con- next commentator on Mike on the Mic. <laughs> you want me to go ahead and bring him up? Please, yeah, let's get Chad yeah, okay, in here. Okay, he's on. Welcome, Chad. Oh, what's up? What's up, guys? Hi, hey, Chad. Uh, first of all, I just want to say congrats, Mike. I see your progress on your uh, on your surgery there, and I'm very proud of you for making that life decision for yourself and making yourself better. Thank you, man. It's been a hell of a journey, and I, you know, dropping pounds like crazy was cool, but. By God, I've been stuck at 149 for about a week, and it's very irritating, and I've been sweating in different ways and doing other things that can reduce weight, and I'm just really wanting to post that I've done the 150, but I appreciate your support. You're and down to I might be as late as you, Chad. Yeah, um, there was a lot. Big Mike was a lot. There was a lot going on there. So, and there's even more that needs to get shedded. But yeah, 149 is what's happened. So, holy cow, you're down to 149. Yeah, I was morbidly obese. I won't even tell you what my BMI was, but but thanks, Chad. <laughs> what? Uh, no do you have okay, a question opinion. for Dan or an opinion? Or oh, I got an opinion. All right. Okay. <laughs> I was so pissed right. off at that vote last night. Why didn't they not vote Obama off? <laughs> well, I think they saw uh, POTUS was too strong in the challenges compared to Liz. It's my my two cents, and Dan's been there. He probably has a different or similar perspective, but I think Pete was just, they have at least three anticipated challenges before possible merge or swap, so I think they just wanted Pete for challenges. You know, honestly, know. my per- my personal opinion on uh, is that a three tribe scenario is more difficult than a two tribe scenario because when you've got mm-hmm. anywhere from eight to ten people on a tribe and you're a screw up, easier to hide. But when there's only mm-hmm. six of you, it's a lot more difficult to hide. Um, so, I mean, my perspective was simply I want to get rid of the weakest person to keep the tribe strong so we never go back to tribal council again. We'll worry about loyalty later. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, clearly they didn't feel that way on Braun. And mm-hmm. they lost the first true they lost the first two immunities. I mean getting rid of Alicia would have been an easy choice, but they made yeah. different choices. Brains, they went you know, with my way, which, you know, again, that to me that's logical, but it doesn't always play out. So there's a huge amount mm-hmm. of luck 
Um, you know, I think you're right. I think there's a mix-up looming in the works fairly soon. Let's see if it goes mm-hmm. to their advantage. And also, why yeah. didn't they vote crazy as she, lady? As what was wacky as she was, that Debbie, Debbie woman, yeah, the crazy lady, she, she called it getting rid of Liz early on in the show. Oh, that was good foreshadowing by the editing team. I like that. You know, her well, going you right that they were going to lose the immunity challenge because they were the only tribe in the very beginning of the show that was talking about who they want to get rid of. So it's like, well, it's mm-hmm. clear. I mean, you know, it's clear they're going to lose the immunity challenge, and they're already setting the stage for it. Yeah. So I thought that was a little heavy-handed with the editing. I thought it was a little too yeah. uh, a little too easy to read on that one. Yeah. Like, yeah, something really bad is about to happen. So watch it. It's been a lot of time in the brain tribe. <laughs> Chad, who's your favorite and who's your least favorite from what you've seen in three episodes out of all these people? Well, a... my, one of my favorites got voted out last night, but I'm really rooting for Jason from the Braun okay. tribe. Okay. boy. Okay. And then my least favorite is Caleb from the Beauty Tribe, Mr. Beast Really? <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I first saw his video and I thought, this guy reeks of vinegar because he's such a douchebag. And I, I, I think he is probably my biggest, um, the biggest regret as far as judging a book by its cover. The yep. fact that he seems so personable, the fact that mm-hmm. he seems so open, the fact that he has bonded so clearly with with Ty. I mean, these are these. This is like the quintessential odd couple. And yeah, I I, I agree I, with I, you. I've, I've, I've never seen an episode of I've never seen an episode of Big Brother. I had no idea who he was, and uh, I got to tell you, I I am heartily impressed by this guy. I am just hugely impressed by him. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's a personal thing, kind of personal thing with me because you have a lot of other people, like fans and stuff, that try their hardest out for these shows, and then they just pick somebody off that was on a previous show that did well, and that has you know, a big part. And I got to tell that, you, I, Chad, I I couldn't agree with you more. As somebody who tried nonstop for fourteen years, nothing pissed me off more than hearing about recruits, crossovers, people that have been brought back from previous seasons. It's like, really? You can't find enough decent people in the world? I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. But that's not his fault. You know? Yeah. He got on Big Brother. They liked him. Um, you know? And I, we were talking I, I, before you guys came on, and I actually think that, He's actually better suited for Survivor than he was suited for Big Brother. Really? Mm-hmm. I do. Huh. Yeah, the environment I think is better. I think the house, the biggest thing Caleb had trouble with on Big Brother was just, you know, being contained in that house and getting infatuated with a pretty girl. You know, there's pretty girls here for sure, especially on the beauty tribe. My God, but... Yeah, he, he has the environment, he can run around. Yeah, he's got all, he can look at the trees and the the ocean and the sea urchin that Jerry told me about that I didn't remember and whether yeah. the crazy Cambodian animals are floating around, so yeah, he's more I, of an outdoors I, guy and he needs to have, you know, something to be doing and you know, he's 
he likes to be active, you know, and being in that Big Brother house, it was just torture for him. And it was it was smothering. It was confining. Yes, and he's very suited for Survivor, you know, where he is out there, you know, building a, a, a camp and and keeping the fire going and you know winning challenges and you know doing stuff for other people and just you know being Caleb and I I just think he's way more suited for Survivor than he ever was for Big Brother that's really interesting well I I down the road they're going to target him just because he was on Big Brother but that's just a prediction of mine and it'll be a threat at any point. I mean, for the individual portion of the game, he's got to be one of the bigger threats. Well, I mean, every time there's a challenge, he is the first at anything. He is mm-hmm. just, I mean, that nickname is perfect, Beast Mode, man. He yeah. tore through that water to get to the uh, to get to the, the, right, to the yeah. boat. Yeah, to get mm-hmm. a man, oh, man. I mean, he just didn't pull back. And that and, challenge uh, was so that they did that thing very similar thing to that on Big Brother. So he was battle oh, really? tested and ready. It was a similar, not the same, but a similar concept. And he was just dominating that thing. And one of my friends was wondering why they didn't try to salvage the rice. I'm like, that rice is going to be soaking wet. And they ripped open the bag, so there's not going to be much to really. I mean, they could have stuffed yeah. it, stuffed it in their pockets or something. But well, they said the same thing with us. Um, during my season with the Wrecking Ball Challenge where these clay pots were filled with dried corn. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I want to take the corn back to camp with me. We could rehydrate that. That'd be wonderful. But now they wouldn't let us. (laughs) Any people try or people step in their pockets and be like, yo, get get the corn out of your pocket or or, there's your ass. And then they said no. or We asked. We're like, can we take the corn back when we're done? And they're like, no. So... Whatever. We don't. You know, we don't want you to have any nutrients. We want you to be starving so you'll be at each other's throats. That's uh, right. We want you to be. We want your body and your mind to deteriorate simultaneously. You're welcome. Yeah, and it's all going to be on TV. Yay! Uh, Yay. The idols. The idols. I thought these idols seem a lot more difficult to find than in recent seasons. So, what, what's oh. your uh, perspective on the idols, Dan? Very complicated, no, I, the whole mm-hmm. process. Uh, I mean, when you first saw Ty trying to climb that tree and the blood on the tree, it's like, this guy is a, this guy's an animal. Yep. I just couldn't get What a sense of pride I had in somebody playing the game who just really put everything he had towards it. And then, yep. uh, you know, and then he finally worked smarter, not harder, and he figured out what to do. Um, yep. But uh, the thing that worries me is that they they did this quote unquote super idol thing with Tony, and yeah. it, it it still boggles my mind that you know people were looking at Tony, and at no point did anybody said screw it we're splitting the votes we're going to go after Tony we're going to flush those damn idols out every week he left the game mm-hmm. with how many idols still in his pocket yeah you know and the the super idol I mean we all know that. Season 32 was filmed prior to season 31. Yep. And, yep. The fact, and the fact that they didn't use the Super Idol again in season 31 makes me think that it's going to be kind of a bust. That's just a guess. Yep. That's not a spoiler. Yep. I, I'm, I'm speculating only, but 
Um, I mean, think about it, though. How many people, I mean, it's happened. How many people have actually given their idol away to somebody else? Not, not often. But not, not often. often. No, not yeah. often at all. Well, now, if you have both halves, you have to give them both up simultaneously. If you don't have both halves, you have to convince somebody to give up their potential immunity just so you can be saved after the votes are read. And now you reveal the fact that you had one, and maybe a lot of people didn't know that. That could could put a bigger target on your back, and you're literally giving away the safety net to come with it. I I agree. It would be really hard to get that to play, and I don't think Ty and uh, Jason are – you know, immediately he's going to be like, oh, yeah, let's work together. And then what I think is even more shocking is the quote-unquote brain tribe is having a, where's the heck said idol, you know? And I'm, right. I'm sure they would have shown it if somebody found it. Right. Absolutely. So you, you found, so far we found two of the three idols. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Kyle seems to have a bit of a silver tongue on him. I think oh, he yeah. just... I think he chooses not to use it. I think he wants to be a gorilla. That's yep. you know just naturally who he is. But I think um, Ty is Ty is also a very smart guy. And yep. if if either one found out that the other one has the idol, I got to tell you, I don't see either one of them giving it up. You know, but yeah. Not not the first time I've been wrong. Yeah, I, I I agree entirely. Uh, let me just see before you have to depart. I'm trying to think of any other big stuff I want to that we should no, cover. I still got some time. We're good. Okay. Well, then the other, you know, we saw Ty, you know, by himself and you know figuring it out and not climbing the tree but using his tool. But then the whole debacle on the Braun tribe. You know, with that idol in the... It's a mad, 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 mad world. <laughs> Alicia finds a clue, and then she tells Sydney, and then it gets to Scott and Jason, Kyle, Kyle J., whatever, the bounty hunter, and then there's a mad dash, and they make their tool, and then it flies out, and then he wrestles it from Alicia. It was just... It seemed like the perfect way the Braun tried to deal with something, just with their physicality, not... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it, it almost... It was so it was so in line with their tribe. It was almost cliche, <laughs> you yeah. know, kind of thing. And uh, it, you know, and the fact that Kyle was the one that ended up with it. And don't get me wrong, he was brilliant. He yeah. Was like here, Scott, you reach it. You're taller because the presumption is is if you're trying to poke it out, you can't catch it on the other end. So Kyle yeah. ended up with it. Very. Kyle is a very very smart guy. He's a really smart guy. And I think right now um, he is being a very quiet leader. And that's, I mean, you know, I'm definitely seeing some qualities that we saw last season from Jeremy. He was pulling the strings, but trying to be as quiet as possible about it. Let's see what happens when there's a mix up. But uh, for right now, I'm really impressed with how things are going. I don't know if I agree with some of the decisions that he's made, but hey, you never know. You don't know how it's going to turn out. I agree with you there, and I I think that we've also seen him though do some late switch, late votes and vote changing. So I think even if he gets you know away from Scott and Sydney, 
I can see him really diving in and, you know, whoever he's with connecting really quickly just because of the way, you know, I think he's a little less smooth than Jeremy and oh, I, yeah, definitely. he feels a little more Russell Hansy to me, but that can be good and bad. He, he may get very far with that. I still be his style. He needs to be less of a bull in a China shop, I think. And he, you know, could get some of those, if he's trying to politic for votes yet, I think he, these people are going to be pre, you know, pre-merged, so it doesn't really matter how they feel when they go. But if well, Blondie's sitting there at the end, he's got to maybe not call her Blondie at final tribal council. <laughs> well, one of the things that I'm concerned about is I refer to it as the Culpepper syndrome. And what that means yep. is somebody <laughs> who starts off the game and they're getting all kinds of airtime. They're a focal point of the game, and you think, this person is going deep. This person's getting all kinds of airtime. Lots of edit is going their way. Um, Farmer yep. had this. Varner had the same syndrome, and yep. all of a sudden, poof, they're out of the game. They're a pre-merged boot, uh, not to be forgotten by any stretch of the imagination. And that's my, that's my one concern with Kyle right now, is that yep. he's getting a lot of airtime. But I don't see a huge amount of personality conflict, and it depends on how well, um, what did they call it last night? They called it emotional intelligence versus regular yep. intelligence. And I yep. think Kyle's got a lot of it. So uh, I'm, I'm really optimistic about him. I, I, I really agree with Chad that I like the guy. I like him a lot. I have really high expectations for him. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I like Neil. I have, we've seen very little of Neil so far. And I also think he's been playing a very quiet, very collected game but he had some really intelligent comments last night. And I think that um, he could be a gigantic snake in the grass that doesn't, that people don't see coming up until it's too late. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of, you know, once we get some of these bigger personalities together at a mix-up, how it all plays itself out. He's going to be like an ice cream headache. You think you're safe and then, wham, you're laying on the ground in utter pain from what Neil does to you. So Exactly, yeah. I, I should tweet that. That was a great thought I just had. So let me, <laughs> let me go tweet that. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, he's like the ice cream headache that's hiding in the bushes. He will he's, ask your he's ass huge on social media. He is basically... Yeah, he's all over with the alumni especially. It's crazy. He's probably the most active with the... The alumni, I would say. He is... I love uh, those ice cream he's like he had on. He's like the Max of, of <laughs> this season. Max yeah. was like the king of social media. Neil is that guy. He called um, he called Corinne out the other day. I and, saw, yeah. yeah he, what, did he, what did he jam out with your clam out was the hashtag he put with it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, what are you thinking, dude? Don't poke the bear. What's wrong with you? <laughs> He is hysterical. He is absolutely priceless. I am. I am. I cannot wait to meet this guy. Oh, he's gonna be fun. I, the whole. I'm looking forward to meeting the other 15 people. That the three I haven't, but yeah, he's gonna be a lot of fun for sure. <laughs> nice. Well, um, do you have any ideas with the medical? You know, we're spoiler free here, so this is all like guessing. I know I. If you do know, don't say. But 
Do you have any ideas what you think is going to happen with the medically back or, you know, going I, forward the next I, couple of weeks? I don't want to comment because I actually do know what happened. It is, okay. I haven't, I haven't been on the Internet. Um, I guess it was all over the Internet. Uh, this, the individual made the mistake of going on to social media and uh, this individual outed themselves essentially due to just well, pure stupidity apparently. So Okay, well, I'll go check that out. Uh, viewers, you can too. So sorry, well, we won't talk about that. No, nope, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to ruin yep. anything. Uh, that cool, is, cool. That is, I think that is, I think that's literally the only thing I know about this season. Uh, okay. The only spoiler that I do know. Well, without specifics with that then, um, uh, who do you think's got the best shot from each tribe then? You know, as the as the twist or merge looms in a couple of weeks. Well, I mean, who's got the best shot at what? Being voted out or going deep? Oh, uh, well, either way, let's say who do you think's most likely to go and who do you think's most likely to stay? Okay, well, if they, stay, if they stay with the three tribes, uh, there's just no way about it. Alicia's gone from Braun. There is no way this girl is going to survive another one. I just. I, it boggles my yeah. mind that she is still there. It it just blows my mind. Um, well, she did. Uh, if I can interject, she yes, did please. help make the fire. So, and they gave her no there. no respect or no credit for that. Well, mm-hmm. you know something. I think they did. I think the editing did show that she deserves her credit for it. I mean, it took her five hours to make a fire with Flint, but by God, she did it, and she deserves her credit. But I think the only reason why she did it was because she knew she was on the fence. So she yeah. knew she had, she had to do something. But I think at that point, there was so little respect for her that it just it didn't matter. It, she could have literally rained manna down for them to, to feast upon, and I don't think it would yeah. have mattered. Um, and I, I don't, it's not that they liked Alicia. It's that they felt betrayed by Jenny, and that's why she got voted out last time. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were willing to to sacrifice the strength of the tribe in lieu of loyalty. Personally, I don't know if that was a good decision. But they didn't mm-hmm. lose this week. They didn't go back to tribal. You know, again, you you don't know how it's going to turn out. I can't fathom that Alicia could survive another tribal council if they go. If mm-hmm. beauty if beauty loses. Um, if beauty loses, I got to tell you, I don't think Obama goes. I think Obama becomes the swing vote between the, the other two factions. And, and then are they knocking out a liability if somebody does something bad in the challenge? Or if, no, yeah. I think he's a strong oh. competitor. I think they see the value in him. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I think um, either either I think Aubrey or Neil will probably make the stronger argument, which means. Uh, I would say, and again, I'm I'm just I'm wagging it, you know, mm-hmm. wild ass. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'd yeah. say that Debbie would be the next to go. I think that Aubrey and Neil will lure him in, and they'll attack the other two, and I think mm-hmm. they'll get rid of Debbie. But um, that makes sense to split up the pair too. I mean, you would want to keep strength and build that bond back up. So, well, and again, one of the I, I don't know though because uh, in in um, Elizabeth's exit interview, she said that. You know, Debbie was portrayed as the goofy and all that. And if they had gone to tribal council on the on you know after the third day, she probably would have gone. But she, mm-hmm. 
they called, she called Jenny, no, Elizabeth, called Debbie the glue that held their tribe together. There was one night where it rained like the devil, and everybody was cuddled together to stay warm, and Debbie was just this ray of sunshine and positivity and optimism and really helped people stay together and really gave people that positive energy to try to make it through that tough rainstorm. And she said she, Debbie became a very big part of okay. the, smiles, the smiles on the faces of people. So, you know, again, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm really optimistic that Debbie could turn things around for herself. So cool. if, that's, if that really is the case, then, uh, then I would say Joe's probably more likely to go. As far as um, uh, bra, that beauty? Would beauty. Or that beauty. would leave beauty. Yeah. I have an opinion, but I like to hear. Well, I've got an opinion on what I'm pretty sure will happen, but I mean, how much airtime have we seen from Nick? It's you know, know, that's what I'm saying. It is just that that beautiful robot that Anna and the girls are calling him, and just the way he the the maliciousness almost. And I think he, you know, not all that. I I think there's just some interesting character traits with him, at least from his, his his application. When we were doing the recap, I was reading quotes from it and just. You know, the arrogance and I don't know, I think he's the most likely target, even though Tyler yeah. wasn't for the idol. Couldn't yeah. agree more. I I could yeah. not agree more. And the shocking thing to me is <clears throat> every single person that I have spoke to said he is the nicest guy in the world. He was doing yeah. that on purpose because he yep. simply wanted to play that character. And it's like yep. why? <laughs> why would you why would you want your nickname to be Nashingill? Why would you do yeah. that? I I think I have no idea. Maybe he wanted to be on the show. I just wanted to be that guy, and he's done a good job with being that guy. Even though I don't, I, I he's very funny to listen to. I just don't want him to do well, but he is fun to watch. But he can't be he can't be doing it effectively because how much how many confessionals has this guy gotten? Yeah, how much airtime has he truly gotten? So not much, right? So if he's if he's portraying this this false character on purpose, the heat, the fatigue, the dehydration, the hunger, it wears mm-hmm. you down. So it yep. brings you to the core of who you are. So if you're if you're putting up pretenses, if you're putting up this facade, it won't last long, especially in yep. that kind of heat. So and then his, his, the real the real Nick might be endearing, and what's that? You know, but maybe he's burned in too many bridges with just who he's been in his fake identity. When his real identity comes out, that could they'd be like, "What is this? Who is this guy?" Yeah, I don't think he's burning bridges because they would show that. Yeah. If this guy's truly burning bridges, you would think they would show something. Right now, they've shown nothing. We've well, seen more stuff. Like Anna, or either Anna or Julia had a rule like they didn't like him in an exchange. They did show that, but I don't think it's they bridges did. on fire, but. Yeah, but that's that's basically it. I just thought it was kind of funny that they showed the chickens, and then they showed this picture of Nick kind of leaning down, and he looked like he had the rooster thing going on on the top of his head. So I thought that was kind of funny <laughs> that they went straight from the roost from the rooster to Nick with the hair. I mean, of course, I have to be jealous. He's got more hair than I do, but still, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I got to tell you, my, I I really want to have hope for this guy, but based upon what little they're showing of him. He's an easy kick. 
And I got to tell you, in the original, when I first saw the cast, I thought for sure Caleb and Nick were going to bro out like Joaquin and Rodney from my season. And I thought the girls were going to grab Ty, and then the four of them were going to vote off the two of them. And mm-hmm. then Caleb and Ty seem to have formed a bromance. Just, it just it impresses me. It really, genuinely impresses me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. For sure. So, the um, yeah, I mean, so far it's been good. Um, you know, Liz said that she did get an infection uh, and a bad one. It required surgery. Uh, she got some type wow. of uh, some type of a strep, uh, strep virus, and wow. the bug the bug bites were so bad, and the conditions were so were, were so terrible because of the heat that uh, infections were running rampant. And uh, so she did have to have some surgery. So, I mean, it's a, it was a real, I mean, this is, I mean, they're not exaggerating when they said this cast has had a more grueling experience mm-hmm. than any other cast ever has ever had. I, I agree. It looks pretty intense tonight. The stuff we're about to see, there's supposed to be several, at least, you know, several medevacs from the promo and the, you know, the stuff I've seen. So it's crazy. So I, oh, well, I, I, I hate to see who goes and how they go. Cause that's always horrible to watch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I but, never want to see anybody medically evac ever. Yeah. I never want to see that. No matter, no matter how much you dislike the person or whatever, you got to have at least a little bit oh, of yeah. respect for the, for them going out there. You know, but hundred percent. You you've got to at least give people the credit for standing there, you know, and and taking what, you know, whatever the circumstances give you, and just trying to make the best of it. Um, I, I mean, even on my season, you know, we we'd go down mm-hmm. to the river, and they didn't really show it very well. But if you look, there was probably at least a three, I'd say a three foot swath on the edge, both edges of the river, and it was nothing but duck feces. Just all Mm, the different birds would hang out on the river. And at one point, Haley came down, and she's like, there is no way I am getting into that river. I have seen stagnant water under a microscope, and there is so much sadness going on in that water. That Mm -hmm. is the recipe for disaster. And but that's where we washed our dishes. And that's yep. where, you know, you know, I would spend so much time, you know, tending to the fishing net. Joe was with mm-hmm. me. Mike was with me. Tyler would come yep. down. Um, you know, so, you know, we got off lucky. You know, yep. there's no two ways about it, but it sounds like a lot of people from this season did not. And it's crazy. That, that, yeah. It's amazing in 32 seasons, and I'm so glad because it's happened another on other on other international versions, but there's never been a fatality or anything. That I mean, yeah, times I would think Mark Burnett would for the ratings component of that because he's always said if when Scoopin fell in the fire that if a cameraman had pulled him out, they would have been fired. But I, oh god, yeah. it just yeah, it's but I can't even imagine if something like that happened. I, but I believe stuff like that has happened on some of the international versions I thought, or there's been really crazy injuries. There have, yeah. been two, there have been two fatalities that I know of internationally, and both of them yeah. were simply heart attacks. It's not like yeah. the conditions were, 
you know, it's not like they got stung and the venom ran through their body and killed them. It's they yeah. were in the middle of a challenge and they, you know, they just they succumbed to Mother Nature kind of thing. Um, yeah. Before they let me even go out to finals, I had to go see a cardiologist, and yeah. they and I had to go through a stress test and the uh, so they 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 wouldn't even let me go to L.A. for finals until I proved that I was healthy enough. At mm-hmm. least from a cardiologist's perspective, you know, because you know I'm a big guy too. So I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So they wanted to make sure that I was fine, and you know, even my cardiologist told me he goes, "I am very surprised at how well you did." And yeah, I, he said, "I give you a total blessing." So cool. awesome. it, you know, worked out well. And then give me more swimming challenges, and I'll make you all look like idiots. Oh, well, that was the best. I love that because when you when you were on earlier, we didn't really get to talk. A lot about your season or this time, but yeah, when Jeff kind of assumed that when you stepped up to do that, I was, you know, and then you showed him, you showed everybody. So I thought that was that was really cool. As a larger dude, I was giving mad props to some large dude kicking some ass. So. Well, the, somebody put up on Twitter um, the next day. They said, "Did a former NFL professional and a man who actually lives on the beach." get beaten in a swimming contest by Dan Foley. And uh, (laughs) Kelly Kelly was the one that stayed out of the game, out of that competition. And the reason was is because she was at my finals. And she had finished with her swimming test and was back in her room. Well, she could see the swimming pool. So she she stayed in the window to watch. And it was me and three women simultaneously. And I was legitimately the only one who could swim. I think mm-hmm. the only person all season that could swim better than me is so. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, she was out very quickly. But that's the mm-hmm. reason why Kelly was willing to step out, because she saw me swim. And she knew yeah. that I could. So. Awesome. Yeah, it's amazing the stuff you pick up at finals casting. <laughs> A little tidbits and all the stuff you're not supposed to be uh, tucking into the little the little uh, bookcase in the back of your mind kind of thing. Yeah, the winks and nudges and various, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah was any Dan Foley lookalikes there or anyone similar to you with the final process? Actually, it was me and seven women. That was it. Okay. We, we were all afterthoughts. So it was uh, Jen, Jen was at my finals, and they had okay. three. They had three cookie cutter blondes. Um, two of them, Jen looked very much like this other girl that I uh, that was there, and there was a third girl who was a, a potential Sierra replacement, six feet tall, probably mm-hmm. sixty three pounds. Um, she had the exact same body. You know, or not the exact same, but the very, very similar. Similar, yeah. Yeah, to Sierra. There was uh, a a brunette who was probably also in her mid-20s who was a potential replacement for Haley. And you could see, like, the the varying degrees of wounds that were healing on her legs. So this girl clearly does a lot of mountain biking through the woods with her shorts on. And then you had three women that were probably in their... Uh, mid to late 40s, and uh, Kelly was one of them. So, and obviously Kelly got on, Jen got on, and I got on. And when I got out there, I thought to myself, I'm the only guy. 
there's, there's nobody here in my demographic. So one of two things is going on. Number one, they have somebody in mind that they're not too fond of, and they're giving me a shot to replace this person. Mm-hmm. Or number two, they're trying to find the missing puzzle pieces, and they think I'm it. So I'm yep. either competing against somebody they already don't like very much, or I'm competing against nobody. Yeah, so that's, that's a good way to do it. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, so I got my shot. What else well, you got for me? Well, I'm uh, shoot. We saw that's the big. I had a lot of you know quotes. I usually take four to five pages of notes each episode, but I think we pretty much covered. You know the key points. Let me just check real quick to make sure there's nothing specific. Like, I, like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't get this quote. Sherry, did you have any uh, questions for Dan or any any opinions or notes you had? I don't want to, you know, bogard my show or anything. But <laughs> no, I'm good. This okay, chat's weird. Okay. You got anything? I don't. Nothing really. No, I just um, I haven't been calling this show because I've been busy with work. I'm doing two jobs lately, but I have one good question. In comparison to the previous bronze versus beauty season versus brains, how do you guys think this one's going to hold up to the previous one? I think, well, my opinion is Kagayan was so popular, and I think it was, it felt a little like Philippines. It was too popular for its own good, and even with this last season, how many people were on it from it. I like this cast overall more than I liked Kagayan before I met him. So that's my opinion, is I like this group better. And I think this season's been better so far than Kagayan was up to this point. That's my that's my perspective. Up to this point I would I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the Brains tribe was just decimated. You know, mm-hmm. it was it, it was literally embarrassing just to watch it. Um, you know, the thing that worried me was that they spent so much time talking about the medical evacuations and the grueling environment and the difficult conditions. And all mm-hmm. I kept thinking to myself was, oh, God, no, please tell me this cast isn't so boring that they've got nothing else to talk about. That really worried me in the beginning. So yeah. far, yeah. happily. You know, I have been very, very wrong. It's been it's been a really good season so far, and I'm hoping this energy goes through. But uh, nobody wants to see the the evacs. Nobody wants to see that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm optimistic. Oh, yeah. I really I'm cautiously optimistic, but you know I'm still I'm, I'm in still the same a, boat. Okay. So I'm it still in just the same me. boat. No, it's not just you. I'm still optimistic. So, I mean, it's still early in the season. So, yes, I haven't formed an opinion yet. But, well, and one of the things I was I was kind of comparing to when, um, what was it, the San Juan del Sur? There was there was, mm-hmm. one, there, was there was one episode, uh, Blood versus Water two. Yeah, there was one. There was one episode where they spent an entire segment talking about Keith farting and spitting. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really? There's nothing else to talk about? Seriously? This cast yeah. is that boring? You've got nothing better than to resort to fart jokes. And I'm like, oh, come on. 
there's got to be show more so than much that. better than that. Yeah, like, and I love Keith as a character, but I was like, yeah, the dude's from the country and he spits and stuff, and he's right. kind of gross, but that's that's what he is. You're in, you're, it's kind of gross on Survivor, like very gross. Everyone, it's like a dumpster fire, probably this, this stench, and everyone, it's got to be horrible. I can't even imagine that part of it. So. Well, and I just kept thinking to myself, dude, you're spitting away that moisture. Swallow it. Keep yourself hydrated. What the hell's wrong yep. with you? <laughs> yeah, how's he got? Is he eating more coconuts than everybody? Yeah, I'm Keith didn't have dehydration. That's good. I, I never thought of that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, how much how much moisture is he getting that he has enough spit to spit it out and he's not dehydrated from that level? So, yeah. You know. Well, just a Twitter update. I tweeted that to Neil, and he liked it, so yay. So. <laughs> He's like, great cream headache in the in the tall grass. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Let me, I'll get you one exactly. Let me go to my notifications. What did he say? Hold up. Just give me a second. Uh, they said, at Zach's Big Mike, well said, and then hashtag snake. Ice cream pants. So he's he knows his game, and there you go. I, I just I've been on Twitter for years, and just recently I've been been trying to tweet more, and it's just been a it's been a lot of fun. So I, I Facebook's fun, and it's just like interacting with all you guys. Some of you like the Facebook, and some like the Twitter. You know, some people like MySpace if they're really interesting people. So yeah. I've been uh, tweeting back and forth with Aubrey over the last few days, and uh, ah. I referred to her the other. I referred to her earlier today as uh, I hashtagged her evil genius, mm. and uh, again I had very very low expectations of her. But last yeah. night, and um, you know some of the some of the airtime that she got is like she is a smart cookie. She is a sharp cookie. Uh, and both her and Neil, you know, they have that emotional intelligence. They don't just have book smarts. They have the the, the ability to read people, which it just seems like the other four are mm-hmm. sorely lacking in. Yeah. And um, I really changed my opinion of her. I have really high expectations for the both of them. I really like Neil. I, I'm hoping the both of them go very deep into this game. Oh, I would would like them over, you know, Deb and Joe. I like Joe and Deb, but yeah, for sure. I got to tell you, though, I'm going to make a bold prediction, and I swear to you, hand to God, I do not know. This is strictly a guess on my part. I think they've got probably one of the strongest um, ensembles of women that they've ever put together. I'm going to go out on a limb and say a woman wins this season. I, I would agree with that. I was the one thing I had for my notes is I could not believe how Debbie dissected Liz, and yep. uh, you know there she's strong. The three beauty girls, Michelle, Anna, and Julia, they're all sharp. Sydney, yes. I think she's not. We're not really seeing a lot of her mental side, but she's she's smart. Um, yeah, I I agree with that. Aubrey, Deb, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about I'm, Alicia, but I mean Alicia's gonna. She's got her own. You know, she's got some going on there too, but I think she'd be the last woman on that on that ranking. But yeah, um, I would I would definitely put her at the bottom of that food chain. Unfortunately, I'm I'm really sorry, Alicia. You know, somebody who doesn't know how to take the pen cap off before they write the name 
What's up? I couldn't believe, I could not believe when people were, were I, I listed it for, I mean, I saw it, but I didn't realize that. She did, like, two whole letters, and I'm like, oh, my God, did that literally just happen? Like, yeah, she tweeted out, um, you know, because she got, oh, people were just picking on her just like crazy. And uh, she tweeted out that um, at least she made people laugh or something like that. And I tweeted yeah. back at her, and I said, just remember, sweetie, it's better to be uh, infamous than to be forgotten. Yep. <laughs> so, it, you know, again, you know her name, don't you? There's no you bad press. Yep. So. Exactly. You know exactly who she is. If I said Colton, everybody knows who he is. Whether you like him or not, it doesn't matter. Yep. You know who yep. he is. That's right. I do have a question about last night's show. Yeah. Um. Was anybody surprised when, during the luxury challenge um, that they chose the items over the personal items? No, not at all. I, 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 yeah, I didn't, yeah, not even a little bit, because you know there was a tarp in there. Yeah, you got to go with the. I go with the comfort. As sentimental as your luxury item is, or whatever they called it. Yeah, the one interesting I think was that Kyle's luxury item or emotional item was uh, Care Bear. No, that was Jason, uh, Scott's. That was no, uh, Scott's. Okay. Well, I it didn't was, freaking pay attention. I guess three watchings isn't enough. Okay. It was the Irish. It was um. It was a, a Care Bear with a, a, a shamrock on its belly. Shame, yeah, shamrock on it. Yeah. Because he was a, because he was a Boston Celtic. Oh, got it. Wow. I'm getting all the connections. That makes a lot more sense, though. That, okay. All right. That yeah. was Jefferson. Well, and think about it, though. When was the last time you showed, when was the last time Survivor showed the loved one items? Not for a while, one? except his rewards, yeah. It's, it's, it's not been a, a full, officially in since, I think, season six. So, yeah. It's been a lot. That was Jefferson, his daughter's teddy bear. Yeah, and I was shocked it was so early that they showed the luxury items. I was too. I was mm-hmm. very surprised at how early they brought them in, and it just seemed to have very little impact because people were like, "Eh, I'd rather have a tarp." Of course, they're going to take a tarp. It's a ridiculous thing to you know put the two against. It's too I early. My family or a tarp? Yeah, I'll go with a tarp. Sorry, family. Oh. It's cold. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Justin you Jason. Know? You know, that letter from my wife is not going to keep the champ. Yeah, sorry. No, no, it's fine. The letter from the letter from my wife was not going to keep my shelter dry or warm. You know, I wanted that letter, but, you know, that, that far into the game, it's going to have a much bigger impact. It seemed like a, a mm-hmm. very wasted opportunity. But, you know, you could pull, you know, Colby Donaldson said, oh, what's your luxury item going to be? Oh, just a Texas flag. But he brings one that's like twelve by ten with grommets on it. I would my luxury item would be a picture of my family that's fifteen feet by fifteen feet on plastic <laughs> on a tarp. It's a picture of my family. Yeah, and they'd be like you because, bastard. Yeah, because of what Colby did though, they changed the parameters of what you can bring. Don't so you they mail make, it in now and it's real specific and yeah. Well they make you give them one of they make you give them a choice of three items. So, I mean, the first thing I said was a picture of my family, so I know it's waiting for me at home. Number two, um, a deck of cards, so mm-hmm. we can, you know, help pass the time. Number three, some disc golf discs, so there's yep. something to do, and I could hunt with them. 
because I could easily kill a bird with one of my desks. No problem. Yep. Wow. And they basically said that, no, you're not going to get the picture. And I said, why? And they said, well, we, we saved that for the moms. I'm like, well, holy sexist comment, Batman. What, men yeah. can't love their family? Men can't love their children? Really? So crazy. Um, I, I told them the story about this uh, a worry stone. Do you know what those are? Yes. No, what is that? I don't, but... A, a worry stone is um, it's a small piece of marble, um, and in my particular case, it's made of Connemara marble right from Ireland, and my, I had gotten one from my grandfather when he passed away, and it was such a cheesy little stone, but it's got a little dimple on the top of it, and they're usually okay. oval in shape and maybe two inches across, half an inch thick. You know, they're small. And you hold it in your hand and you just kind of rub it with your thumb and you kind of focus your energy when you're nervous. Well, I had dropped it. I had dropped it when I was a child. Or not a child, but when I, you know, years ago I dropped it and it cracked. So it broke. Well, when my wife and I got married, we went to Ireland for our honeymoon. And we were driving down, um, we were driving down on the western side of the country down the Shannon River. And we stopped in this little town and we walked into this one little shop. And they had a worry stone. And my wife saw it and she bought it. And that was the very first thing she ever bought me as husband and wife. Oh, and awesome. So I held on to it. So I said, and I told them the story. And I, I'm telling it and I start crying because I'm a sap. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm a yeah. total sap through and through when it comes to my wife. So I start crying. The funny thing is that story's a total lie. It was completely made up on the spot. I just wanted to tell them something so they'd leave me alone because I didn't want because I don't value stuff. I yeah. I value people and I value memories and I value experiences. Yep. I could care less about stuff. Yeah. So I gave them the worry stone and that's what I brought, and it never worked its way into the season at all. So I kind of thought we would get the emotional items along with the letters at the auction. Ah, uh, yeah. That was a hell of a story. Shoot, I'm a pretty good no detector too. You can't yeah. be buying it. I'm smelling the bullshit now, but my sure did smell what it came came across. Wow, I was rubbing it and it was in my hand. <laughs> well, dude, we've definitely uh. Ex- we, you've exceeded your uh, time you said you'd be here. I hope you're not in trouble with work. Uh, no, uh, I actually, I'm wearing my walkie-talkie, and if there was a problem, they kind of call it out to everybody. And oh, okay, cool. Only, okay. So we had, a, we had a fortunate point where it was kind of slow tonight at work. So, Well, I'm glad it was slow, and um, I just don't have any Major recaps. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing you next week when we're doing the work weekend. Paint and Dude, I don't, and... I don't care what's going on. I am going to get a hug from you. I'm going to make sure I come up to Bob's, if nothing else, just to give you a hug. You, awesome, you, dude. You said one of the single nicest things, not just about Survivor, that anybody has ever said to me in the course of my life. And I've, I've told the story a hundred times over. And I really wanted you to know that that simple little comment impacted me so deeply. And I always wanted to thank you. I don't know if I've ever told you that. but I, No, I don't think. I don't do, you think even remember, do you even remember? I, 
I'm not sure. I, I don't. I'm trying to. Please, just yeah, for the benefit of yeah, I'd love to hear it. I, I want to refresh my memory. I don't know. So it was last year at Bob Crowley's Durham Warriors event, and mm-hmm. it, the whole event had finished. And we go back to Bob's Bob's house, and there was a big uh, lobster bake, and I'm talking with all kinds of people. I was talking with Joel, and I was oh god, Joel was such a riot. And I was talking mm-hmm. about everybody socializing with everybody. And it was probably a couple hours into the after party, and you come up to me, and you're like, Dan, I just it was so nice to be able to talk with you and, 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 and everything, and you were so kind. And you looked at me, and you said, but i got to tell you, he said, you are genuinely one of the nicest survivors that I have ever met. And I, and I said, why? And you said, at, the, at your finale, people yep. would come over, and they would sign things, and some people were more gracious than others. But he said that you said there were two of you. It was me and Will Sims. You yeah. came over, you sat, you talked with us like we were people. And I'm like, of yeah. course you are. So am I. You're no different than I am. And you said that's the reason why. Everybody yeah. responded so incredibly positively to you. And I just yeah. wanted you to know that it meant the world to everybody because you just you spent time. And I yeah. just wanted you to know that we were all genuinely grateful and that really meant a lot to me. It really did. I, I, want you I remember it. saying that now, and it was a huge deal because Aww. we feel like weirdos at the finales, and, you know, there's that space and the, you know, all that, but you really broke the ice and were the first to come over. Then everyone was really cool after that except for one person, but we won't go into that. No, nope, nope, one person nope. was, but, nope. but even, Jen, even Jen was really cool at the, the very last night. So, yeah, it was it really turned it around because I was like, who are these people? They're, they're, the rest seem like such meanies, and now they're all really cool. I love the Dirty 30, but you were definitely the first to be cool with us, and that, was, that meant a lot because – it's weird to sit in the lobby and ask for somebody's autograph. It's not the most natural thing. So. Dude, I'll tell you right now, there's nothing more strange or more foreign to me than to have somebody ask me for my autograph. That is still bizarre. It still blows my mind. You know, and pictures and the whole thing, yeah. Well, the, the pictures are cool. I still like that. It's still a ton of fun because I'm not an autograph guy, you know, yeah. but, but again, I'm a guy that values memories and experiences, so I value pictures, you know, yep. so I'd rather see that picture. And, again, I wasn't a huge, you know, hound to go after people or whatnot. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, P, you know you've got, what, 431 photos with former cast oh. members? Well, I've probably got s- several thousand, but I've met 431 of you guys. So, there yeah. we go. Okay. <laughs> but it's, you know, yeah. and that's, you. you are truly the number one fan, you know, and not like in a creepy misery sort of way, but you know, and you are the nicest guy, you know, nobody has ever, ever mentioned a bad word about you. As a matter of fact, it's just the opposite. Every former survivor, they'll talk to you and they're like, all right, watch out for this person. Watch out for that person. But Mike is solid gold. Don't worry about him. He is great. There has never been a there has never been a negative word that's passed my ears about you, and I just awesome. I really want you to know that. Well, I, I really appreciate it. It's it's nice to hear. It's how I try to interact with everybody in my life, not just people on TV at eight o'clock on Wednesday. So, but it's nice <laughs> to hear. 
especially when you're around some of the creepier crazies. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a postal worker. I know what those people are like. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's a good book out there. And Mike, Mike uh, huh? you were saying something how Dan's one of the nicest guys, and he is. But the Dirty 30, I can honestly say, hands down, has been the nicest cast I interacted with. They've been rivaling Vanuatu because that, that's an old, near, dear group to me just from a, the, about, uh, the amount of events I've been with them. But, yep. you know, the Dirty 30 people, they travel in a horde, and they're just party animals and down to earth and, you know, whole, and some whole of them are still fun. on tour, man. I mean, some of us still have to work for a living, but. I don't know how the hell they can do that. I'm not trying to get in their business, but I just no, don't know. No, no. Do they work or what's going on? I don't know. You know, and I, and I, that's I why I get... sponsored one of them this year for Tasha's. Yeah. Event, so. Yeah. Well, I've got to um, I got to give credit where credit is due. Jimmy Tarantino was the one that said that to me. He goes, "What the hell is with you people? It's like you're still on tour. Every time I open up <laughs> one of my social media pages, there's a gaggle of you people somewhere in the country. What? The, don't yeah. you know that you bums work? And you know, I mean, I I took one week off when I got back to make sure that I was healthy." to just spend mm-hmm. some time with my wife to get react. I didn't, I didn't want to sleep in my bed. I wanted to oh, go yeah. outside and sleep in the backyard. It I've was, heard it, that from people, yeah. It took a little time to get acclimated back to a roof. And um, it was funny because when I met um, Eddie Fox uh, two weeks ago at the premiere down in New Jersey, he leaned over my, he leaned into me and kind of, he kind of whispered in my ear, he goes, do you miss it? I'm like, I'm like, you know something? Yeah. There's parts of me that does. It, you know, I, I love my life. I do. There's no part of my life that I don't love. I love my job. I love what I do. My coworkers, even my bosses are great. I love, mm-hmm. my, I love working days as an electrician. Um, I love being a landlord and my tenants. There's no part of my life that I don't love. But I got to tell you, when you're out there, all you have to do is just lay on the bamboo at night. I listen to the waves crash, thinking about, all right, hopefully we'll be fishing the net. If there is, there is. If there isn't, there isn't. I can't fix it. I can't change mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Think about who you want to go home next. Hopefully it's not you, and then just go to sleep. All yep. the worries of the day were so minimal. It was beautiful. I got some of the most restful sleep I've ever gotten in my life when I played Survivor. And I told wow. I told really? Tyler that the other day, and he goes, you're a son of a bitch. Because he couldn't <laughs> sleep while he was out there. So, I mean, everybody takes, everybody takes something different away from it. And, um, you know, I just, I, I, I really valued the solitude. Uh, I, like you, Mike, um, you know, struggled with my weight my whole life. Mm-hmm. I put almost everything back on from Survivor. Big shock. Go to go figure. Starvation is not really an effective diet. Who knew? No, but it's not. You got to eat to lose weight, which is so counterintuitive. It's crazy. Exactly. So, um, but I've been I've been losing. You know, trying to get my weight back down again. And I've been saying that uh, one of the things that's like on my bucket list to do in life is to hike the entire presidential traverse in the state of New Hampshire. Uh-huh. And it crosses, I think, it's seven different mountain peaks. 
Um, and it's like a 22, 26-mile hike with a total of 9,000 feet of elevation gain. I mean, you're going wow. up and down and up and down, but uh, I will do that this summer. And I'm, well, I'm it's so all ex- about what you eat, too. What's that? Yeah. It's all about what you eat, too, really. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could work out all day long, but if you're stuffing your face with ding-dongs and yoo-hoos, you know, yep. it's just not gonna, it's not going to help. Yeah, you you couldn't be more right. So yeah, I've been rocking out like twelve hundred calories from my from my doctor's perspective for like five months. So yeah. It, wow. I couldn't eat if I wanted to anyway, just because my stomach's like eighty percent smaller. So it took me four days to eat a pizza at the Super Bowl, and normally wow. would have taken so four hours. So. <laughs> so Mike, Holy. question for you. I don't yeah. know how you do this. How can you just shut off Mountain Dew? Because I could never do that. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I in the first week and a half, two weeks, that's when I knew I was addicted to caffeine, not just diet Mountain Dew. And I just didn't want to have anything control me like that where I needed that to get up in the morning. The yep. withdrawal sucked ass. The headaches. Uh, thousand percent, the headaches and the pain and the want. I had to smell it. And uh, but uh, and I still every now and again I might smell somebody's Mountain Dew just because just to, you know whatever, but yeah it's 27 months and I couldn't even imagine drinking any right now I'd probably throw up and I haven't thrown up since my surgery so I don't want that to happen, but right, I just right. cut it off Chad I I would try first if you drink regular Mountain Dew to go to diet that's a transitional thing or just severely reduce it and still have a little bit. But I went cold turkey. I bought four two liters four days before January 2nd, drank them all, and then quit cold turkey two and a half years ago. My my problem would not be the Mountain Dew. It would be the coffee because I'm a total coffee addict. Yeah, you're in this caffeine addiction, I would say. You read the regular coffee? It's the caffeine. Yeah, so that's exactly what it is. If you like it, then once you prove that it's not it's not coffee, you like caffeine, and then caffeine's just a a horrible thing. It's 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 naturally in the earth, but you know it wasn't well, so around all parts of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> so asbestos like, is naturally like, in the like earth. Tobacco is fine, but when they cram all the crap in it, that's when it gets bad. So exactly. Not advocating yep. for. It's, it's, Tobacco by any means, but it's a no, similar no. kind of deal. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of playing this this uh, this podcast for sure, but <laughs> real survival. But yeah, Dan. Once I get, I one of my goals is if I get to 280, I can skydive in Texas because everything's bigger there. So that's one of the. One you of can the skydive in Maine. You can skydive in Maine up to 300. Uh, the shit just hit the fan because I, okay, I'm in Maine a couple of times a year now for Bob's thing. So I guess I'll be skydiving in Maine. Damn. I didn't, Maine? Okay. Oh, let me make it even better for you. Maine is, I think Maine and Florida are the only two states where the first time you go skydiving, you do not have to go tandem. You can free wow. fall. You can free fall on your first jump. Holy how, holy crap. Oh that's my how, god. Nice save. Nice save. Way to go. Um that's how I went. Uh wow. because not that there's anything wrong with it, but if I was gonna die, I didn't want to die with a guy strapped to my ass. 
Not that there's anything anorexic, wrong with that. Uh, anorexic jockey strapped on my back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did. So um, <laughs> I actually told the story at my Survivor interview, and they loved it. They they thought yeah. that was a great story. Um, but yeah, you can you can free fall. Two jump masters will still go with you. But, yeah. Uh, but once you pull your ripcord, if something goes wrong, you are on your own. Yeah. And you Ooh. have to and you have to figure it out. And it's. When I see you in Maine, I'll tell you the story. It's, you know, it's a little wow, long, but, okay. Okay. but it's, it's worth it. I'm t- if you've never gone skydiving, it's worth it. It is 100%. I had never been in an airplane. I'd never flown before. So the very, oh, first, wow. so the very first time I ever got into an airplane, I didn't like it, so I jumped out. <laughs> Guys, well, I hate to do this, that. We're, we're running out of time here. Oh, yeah, we're yammering away. I'm sorry. Well, we got some stuff to talk about. Well, uh, do you need to uh, recap the uh, uh, promo, any of the other shows, or uh, are we good? Or are we just going to turn this sucker off, or what? what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to remind everybody to join us on Sunday night for the uh, Amazing Race Second Foot Step show at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central with Luis Gervato. And back here again on Monday for the Manic Monday show with Michelle Costa. That's also at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. I don't want to announce the guest because I don't know if it's been confirmed yet or not. I believe we may okay. have Sheila Kennedy, but I don't know if that's completely confirmed yet. Uh, so okay. I will post it on uh, Facebook and, and Twitter. Um, but we're running out of time, so I just want to kind of wrap everything up. Well, Mike, All I can't right. thank you. I can't thank you enough for having me on the show again. I had a blast last time, but like I said, I felt like I got cheated because you weren't there. So, well, I'm here. I was here, and you were here. It was awesome. And next week will be awesome. And yeah, but thank you on the, sh- the short notice, and we'll give you more time next time. So, nah, it's notice, all good, my friend. So. It's all, all right. good. Well, thank you very much, guys. No problem. Thank you so much for coming on, Dan. It's good hearing right. from you again. All right. Chad, you take care, brother. You too, Dan. Nice talking right. to you. All right. Good night, guys. Thank you. Night. Good night, hon. Awesome. What a great guy. All right, guys. I got an early, yeah, I got an early shift, so I better, I got to get up at like four, so. Well, thanks, Chad, and sleep well. I'm about to do P90X Day 5, so go to sleep, and I'm about to hit hit the health train some more. So. <laughs> All right, well, keep up the good work, buddy, okay? Will do. Thank you. No problem. Take All care, right. Chad. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night, Cherry. Good night, good night. Mike. You guys, take care, All okay? Right. All right, you too, right, Chad. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Almost a full two-hour show tonight. Awesome. <laughs> Dan's such a great guy. That's just amazing information. I I even looked that up online, so now i got to go back and check that out. But that's really cool. Mother incentive, so. Yeah, Maine's a lot closer to you than Texas. And Maine means a lot more to me than Texas. Frankly, Texas is one of my least favorite states. No offense to listeners from Texas, but I've had a lot of fun in Maine, and it's a cool place, and Texas is okay. 
Man, you might be able to jump out by yourself. Yeah, that's the one thing I was always worried about. And I made a, you know, non-PC joke, but they always said you have to tandem dive, and I was worried it would be that anorexic jockey with me. So (laughs) I wanted to dive out, and I just hope when I pull the string that the parachute comes open. But, I mean, if you're going to go, that'd be one of the better ways to go, I guess. It would suck for about 10 seconds, but... (laughs) The plummeting portion, but <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, I think there's very few accidents that happen like that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, All right, what well, an episode. Thanks for another good show. Can't wait till next week. I look forward to having another good one on here. Um, Hopefully we'll have Matt on with us, and he'll be able to tell us all about his new house. It should be good. Absolutely, and we'll be hearing from you from the state of Maine. Oh, yeah. I have to charge up my cell phone and bring my little phone adapter that I have so it's a regular phone I talk into. So. And Bob Crowley may be lurking around, and I may have him jump on. We'll see. And maybe the whole, all the Crowleys that are around. Uh, I'm not sure where I'll be calling from. If we'll be at the house or – I'm not sure where we'll be, but we'll, we'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> we'll be somewhere from Bob's property. All right. Well, thanks so much. You take care. Um, hopefully the weather changes for the better up there and you'll have nice weather. And you'll get over that that final pound and be able to announce the 150 mark for everyone. I'm going to walk tonight and do this. I'm going to do PNDX and walk until it, it hits tonight. So it, it will happen tonight. I, it will happen. So <laughs> there you go. Positivity. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been a fun show, and we'll be here this time next week. Awesome. All right. Take care. That's a wrap for tonight. We're going to close it with Ron as we always do. Take care, everybody. Here's Ron to take us out. Tonight, it was a great show, and um, thank you guys for coming, and I'm going to quit off the show with a song, and, and something that, that it's truly, I say thank you to y'all, uh, like, something ain't working. Say thank you for coming to the show, you are so great, and I love you all. We thank you, we thank you for coming to the show, and we, okay, fuck, <laughs> I couldn't get the switch word to work, talk to you guys later. <laughs> I played that one, I haven't heard that closing in a long time, and I miss Ron's little giggle so much, so I, I thought I'd play it tonight. 
Wow. He's been gone that for was... a while now. I wish I could have met that. I, I, I can't wait to meet you, too, but it, it's never got to meet him. He sounds like an amazing guy. Yeah, he was so much fun. I haven't heard that giggle in a long time. So thank you for being here and allowing me to play that. And again, you have a great weekend, babe. And I'm so proud of you for hitting that 150 mark. Let me be the first to say that because I know you're going to hit it tonight. Well, Uh, thank you so much. All right. right. You're welcome. Thank you for, for taking care of you. Oh, yeah. All right. Good night, babe. Night. Bye. Bye, hon. That's a wrap. We're out.